And we're off. Off and running, I guess, huh? Uh, we should. The first thing we should do is test that thing. Test that. Uh, All right. The pop and pop, pop and stop. stop. Pop and lock. Lock and pop. All right, so this is the Colorado-made uh, bottle stopper Xylus replacement. Uh, it's supposed to be a bottle opener, which it failed miserably at. And here we go. Let's see what kind of hiss we get. Sounded like more like a fart, but it was holding in gas. This was the um, the Stone Elderberry beer from last week, since it was the only big bottle we had. So it certainly appears to be still carbonated. It does. I would tend to think that a Xylus would have held in a little more gas. We would have to do a side-by-side yeah. to, yeah. to know. But uh, For that job, it, I mean, it's a week, right? So, yeah. I mean, it yeah. did its job. Yeah. Let's see. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the thin side. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do a side-by-side where we can compare the same beer, what yeah. a Xylus does versus a stopper, but... It seems like it doesn't hold gas in as well. But it was designed by an aerospace engineer. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you want to begin with the with, with the big note of contention, or do you want to start with your notes? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I wanted to prepare a great argument. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it until like two seconds ago. Mm. Uh, before that, <clears throat> so earlier today, Allie found a book, kid's book. It's like about nature, right? And we were reading it. It was really good because... It was written on a level she could understand, and she was stopping and asking a bunch of questions, so she was thinking critically, and it was really good, so we got to the point where she didn't want me to read anymore, but we were still talking science, and I'm like, ask me anything you can think of, try to Mm -hmm. stump me, and she asked me like five or six questions that couldn't stump me, and finally, the line of questioning was talking about where did the earth come from, where did the solar system come from, and I talked about the star that went supernova that made all the elements that... Ross, right, even though I don't think it's probably not like but she asked me, What was the name of that star? What was the name? Uh well it's probably many. Okay. I mean, but I thought that's a good question. I thought, you know, maybe there was <coughs> excuse me. I, I I've done more research since, right? But at the time it seemed reasonable that the majority of the matter that makes up our solar system came from a supernova. And there Maybe is a placeholder name for that star. Mm. I couldn't find it. Yeah, um, sort of like how we have placeholder names. We have names of how the continents were yeah. when they were massive. There were several. You know, KMG is the one everybody knows, but that was the the last most recent one. There were several mm-hmm. different orders where, where the continents were in one formation. Right. So, um, yeah, is there a, a science? Do we have we put a name to the? Like you said, the star, but it's really probably many, many stars. Right. right. Uh, really, as, it, as I did more research, it seemed like there wasn't a supernova that coalesced into mm-hmm. a nebula. It was this nebular material. The, the that, nebula that we came out of. Is there a name for that? Is there sort of a uh, like a Pangea for? Yeah, I, that? I couldn't. I couldn't. I find don't it. know that there is one. I don't know that we have a designation for that. Right. Two other things that came out of that book was um, I forget how we talked about. She was asking about glass. So I'm like, hey, let me show you. So we watched two YouTube videos. We watched uh, three YouTube videos. We watched hand-blown glass. Mm-hmm. We watched a video of them making bottles. But it wasn't a very good bo- video. It wasn't very illustrative, you mm-hmm. know. But what's crazy is you see these, like, slugs of red-hot, like, liquid, like, falling, like, into the molds. Like, they're dropping them, like, 
10, 10 feet into the molds, right? And it's like you just see this stuff flying everywhere. It was yeah. pretty crazy. And then we watched a video on float glass, which was pretty cool. The thing is, they didn't. They did an illustration of the the tin float. You know, because when they make float glass, they float the glass on top of melted tin. That's how they make super flat glass mm. these days. They weren't able to. Well, they did have a video, a, you know, actual live footage of it. But like a glass plant, they say like never shuts down. It they build it, it runs three sixty five for fifteen years, and it like never stops. Mm. Um, which is it's kinda, hard to get everything up that hot again. Is, is, I guess. Is yeah. I mean, they said they run they run for fifteen years and they never take a break. Yeah. Which maybe they recondition at that point, but. It runs for 15 years straight. So I guess you really couldn't get a picture of the tin because the tin's always covered yeah. with glass, I guess. Uh, but that was cool. And then Max wanted to see how electricity was generated. And I found a really good like, cartoon illustrated video mm-hmm. that kind of demonstrated it. And they, you know, they both got So we had a very good science afternoon. Cool. All right. All right. You ready to jump in? Uh, sure. Um, why isn't NASCAR dumb? <laughs> let me, let me, my, my original tweet, right? So, yes. uh, let me get to my, my, I tweeted the... Greg explains his tweets. <laughs> Need a guitar whale sound to yeah, play. Yeah, definitely do. Um, I should have, I should have a link to this right away so I don't have to get up to it. But anyway, so I did say, uh, maybe if NASCAR would go all electric, it would cease being a fucking stupid joke and actually be worth something. Is that the one? No, that's not the one I saw, though. That's the tweet I made. It's the only tweet I Didn't made. Didn't you send me an IM or something? I sent you an IM, but then I tweeted oh, okay. something to No, you. I only saw the IM, which was pretty much NASCAR's stupid. NASCAR's or... fucking stupid, yeah. Yeah. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> and I said, counter argument, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's stupid? I mean, you think it's just a hor- uh, an abhorrent waste of resources? or Yes. And that's it or the culture that gathers around it the culture is kind of secondary to the thing which is a horrific and destructive waste of resources and uh there's other kinds of auto racing too yeah and they're all horrific horrible waste of resources okay well why are you picking on nascar um it's the most visible one okay I thought you were picking on NASCAR to pick on NASCAR. No, F1 racing is stupid, too. Okay. Um, so it's because there's burning tons of gasoline. Yeah, it's because there's a whole lot of engineering effort, right? I recognize that sure. being put into being better and better at this thing, which is... Uh, ridiculous waste of resources and will ultimately have to be stopped. Well, uh, what about all the resources that go into powering all the online games that you play? That everyone plays? Okay. I could imagine that could be comparable in greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, but those resources um, can and are being used for a whole bunch of other things. And it's just this is sort of... I'm talking about the ones that are used for gaming. Yeah. It's a social activity. People, we need social activities. Okay. How's that different from watching a race? Not, not, not too different. It, it, okay. It's horrifically stupid. Sure. Okay. I'm not going to change your mind on this. I'm just trying to make some points. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean NASCAR. 
is more than watching cars turn left for three hours. You know, there's... I, I, I absolutely agree. I do not disagree with that in the least. And then... And you don't disagree with this either, I know. But, I mean, you know, the you got teams competing against each other. Not just in driving and turning left, but in making a machine... Yes. ...under very strict rules that's yes. the best machine it can be. Right. And that's, you know, the engineering... Uh, prowess that it takes is pretty impressive absolutely so okay switch it to an electric car system and suddenly you have all this work being put into innovating electric systems and think about that think about how much cooler that would be how much more effective nascar would be if they did that the thing is it would have to be it would have to already have the technology to make it about as you know, make it almost the same sport, right? I mean, it would have to... I think they do. I think if you look at the Tesla stuff, I think that they certainly do. Tesla stuff can go, what, 300 miles driving as a casual on-the-road driver. I mean, if you look at, like, they don't... NASCAR doesn't get 30 miles a gallon. Yeah. You know, they get two or less, you know. Um, So I don't think that... You'd be able to have races that are even close to the same kind of race. No, I don't think you necessarily have a 500-lap race. I think you start smaller. But you, at, at the very least, what NASCAR could do is they could make an electric division, right? And they could really start with smaller races mm-hmm. and put a lot of effort into making that. I, I think it's a good event. idea. I would have to see. I still think that the technology is not there to make a compelling race. They have, uh, was Consumer Reports tested the um, the new... You saw that, I'm plus, sure. Plus, do you really want to crash with a lithium-ion battery underneath you? <laughs> Is it any better than the crashes that, that occur with uh, a whole bunch of uh, volatile fuel? It, it, you could be right. I mean, safety. I mean, that's another thing. NASCAR has given the automotive world tons of safety advancements. So, At this has... point, though, I think that the... I, you know, you're not no. going to have roll cages inside cars. And, and so. No, but still, they're doing the physics on crashes and stuff. That's making it back into car design, stuff like that. Yeah, I guess to a point. I guess so, yeah, collapsing zones and things mm-hmm. like that. That yeah. has certainly made it in. But we're getting diminishing returns. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR really didn't have a huge focus on safety until Earnhardt died. Right? Yeah. And then over the last, it's been almost 15 years, I guess, you know, they've made huge leaps and bounds, you know, for the driver's safety, yeah. but, you know, that's percolating. There are plenty of people through. who died in NASCAR, of course, but it took a star to make At it. the biggest race. Yeah. 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 At the end but of I the... guess that's that's the kind of thing that, that does happen. You, you NASCAR need, was... You need big... The last time a big events. name died in a race, I mean, NASCAR wasn't nearly as big, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, this was, you know, when I was getting into NASCAR, so it, it was bubbling or peaking yeah. and... uh yeah, and the name's biggest, the race, the uh, league's biggest name dies at the end of the race. So um, it certainly was the kickstart that they needed to start thinking about safety, you know, almost paramount over uh, over everything. And then they do things that have hampered competi- com- uh, the competitiveness. Right, those regulators and the engines, right, to keep them from going. There's that. Way. I mean, some of the way they do air, fl- air control, like for downforce and whatnot, they've taken some of that off so you can't go into a corner as fast, you mm. know. Things like that. I think that if if NASCAR were to take the lead on the idea that we need to stop this ridiculous waste of 
of uh, of carbon based uh, fuel, then that would that would make NASCAR be uh, a much less stupid thing, much more uh, important to. I mean, NASCAR could be a major like changer in terms of a major game changer in terms of our world. And sure, it has yeah. that opportunity, and it's it's squandering it right now. Like I think watching Electric Race would be like watching a Little League game. At first? Sure, at first, yeah. But it's not going to... It's not going to survive to get to the good point if it starts now. You know, that's a risk, too, right? If it's this stupid, you know, not even C-class racing league, it, um, it's not going to get the traction to warrant keeping it going. So. I mean... Well, <laughs> There are, there are towns that are, uh, their economy is based on high school football. High school football. Sure. You're telling me that you can't have, you can't run an electric race and, and you have little towns that, uh, that, that run on that? You might be able to. Where's, that, where's saying, that electricity going to come from? Well, right now it comes from the same source, <laughs> but uh, you... <laughs> You know, you, you tackle the problems as you tackle them instead of, uh, you know, trying to jump on them. But, I, you know, I think that, look, you can, you make these small events, you make these, you know, more intimate things, and you you put money into these, you know, single-A, double-A mm-hmm. uh, teams, and you eventually find that these are your stars of the future. And I think the other argument is, you know, you're... You want a single A team to do electric cars, but the cars are going to cost as much as the pro league teams, you know? So that's another problem. You're not going to have the funding to, to make an electric car for a guy who, you know, loads it onto his trailer and drives to a dirt track. Well, um, you, you got to start somewhere. I'm, right. I'm, I'm not saying there, there aren't problems that the, the idea is immediately applicable. Uh, I am saying that NASCAR certainly has the funding and the, uh, momentum to make it happen okay buzz and it would be uh it's really stupid of them not to because it is the future jason wants to know what we're drinking tonight that dude is on (laughs) it definitely you know i mean electric cars i have no doubt are the future sure they should have flying car races or just have drones drive the cars. <clears throat> Why even put? Well, then you don't have to worry about driver safety. I, I think that that would be interesting. Um, I, I don't see why that uh, would necessarily be too much of a problem. Actually, I, I think that you'll. And in fact, I, I would not be surprised if that is ultimately the way it goes. The There's, cars are driven by people, but they're driven by people in cockpits that are not that are separated from the actual vehicle itself. That'd be interesting. Um, thing is for nascar particularly it, it's it's home for the i like to drive my car you know well yeah so where you know it's funny because i'm not that guy you know like heather drives if we're going as a family most often heather's driving mm-hmm. and uh i would love to be able to have a commute where i just dial in oh the work God, address that, wouldn't and, that be so awesome if if it was just if you didn't you really have to have a car i mean I'm, that's the future I see is the one where that is, you know, there's um, some sort of Uber-like entity 
that uh, is just a transport, and it just yeah, yeah, it's it's just robo tax. It's Johnny yeah. Cab, right? Yeah, it's uh, they just come up, you get in. The price is reasonable enough that it it's uh, that it works. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That would be absolutely ideal. Yes, sir. Uh, one of my new... <laughs> I don't know if it's a full-fledged addiction yet, but the last couple of days... So there's... Um... Heroin? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so there's a, a alternate like street map called OpenStreetMap. Okay. And you can edit it and add features and stuff like that. So, like, the last couple of times we've gone geocaching, we've gone on hiking trails at North Park. They're blazed hiking trails. They're official trails. So, on my phone, I used a trail mapper. So, I had the GPS plot of where we walked, right? So, then I've been putting put that into OpenStreetMap. So, now, if you go to North Park on OpenStreetMap, you can see the different trails. Like, And when you're in the geocaching app, one of the layers you can use for the map is OpenStreetMap. So, now you can see the trails. And seeing what geocaches along a trailer is a very handy thing. I like that a lot. So I've been going through the last couple of days and like just going through parks I know and just adding a bunch of features like tennis court, tennis court, basketball court, oh, that's cool. you know, all this other stuff. So I don't know if it's a full-fledged addiction yet, but I can definitely see like wasting my entire life just like adding <laughs> metadata well, to the map. It, it's new. So you're excited about it. We'll right. see how, how long that lasts. Yeah, I don't think it'll last yeah, forever, but yeah. uh, I uh, definitely like the idea of, of doing the trail GPS tracks and then putting those in because you can't see those, yeah. you know, whatnot. I'm less excited about doing basketball courts and, <laughs> you know, tracing buildings and stuff like that. Waze has something like that where you can um, modify maps uh, and sort of you, you're adding to the community. And so, but so saying, oh, this is a new route or this route is canceled or whatever. And it sort of adds up and I don't know what algorithm mm-hmm. they use to add it all together, but right. Yeah. You get, you, you do get, they here's here's the thing where here's where gaming comes into play. They give you points, okay, and you can get to like different levels. It doesn't you okay. don't actually get anything. The Open Street Map doesn't have points. It's yeah. more like Wikipedia, yeah. right? Where you're just kind of contributing data for the public good is what mm-hmm. you're doing on Open Street Map. Uh, but gaming sort of pioneered this idea of small, tiny incentives, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, as a psychological effect, it's definitely very effective. So other systems have brought mm-hmm. that into play. So yeah, yeah that, that's where gaming comes in is that it, it has, it's about how do you, <laughs> how do you compel somebody to do something right. in all these different ways? Yeah. If you're a social map like Waze, you want to get a bunch of up-to-date data. Yeah. So you, you know, some kind of incentive system is useful. Um, Even if you don't actually, you don't have to. You don't, it doesn't have to be any, any physical incentive. I mean, it, mm-hmm. and it, at, as far as I know, it's you get to be on top of a leaderboard, uh, and if you get a certain number of points, you get a different type of icon for your character as it runs around, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So OpenStreetMap's a lot more yeah. like Wikipedia, and the same motivations for adding stuff there. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm a lot better at adding map data. You know, in, in a, if I lived 150 years ago, I might have been a cartographer. I really like map data, so it kind of rings my bell. Cool. I was uh, listening to something about, speaking of cartography, I was listening to something, a podcast, and map makers would put fake cities on their maps. Mm-hmm. And if they showed up on other maps... They'd know somebody would... They'd know someone was copying their map, yeah. I never considered that that's... That's one way that um, there there are so I, that still happen when 
at the very least, when they were doing street maps, uh, you know, when you could buy those street maps, mm-hmm. um, some of those companies did that. They put fake streets on there so they would know when okay. somebody was copying their maps. <laughs> yeah, cartographers way back. That's a trick they used. They yeah. just put a town on a street, you know, Grigville. Guess what? If Grigville shows up on any of your competitors' maps. Oh, come on. There's always a Gregville. Well, that Gregville. <laughs> I saw The Martian. Oh, yeah? How was that? It was okay. It was just okay. It was, to me, a, a, a lesson that um, all you need to do in order to get 90% for your big super movie, big uh, blockbuster movie is just have a story that doesn't have any big flaws in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, the story is constructed well. It's uh, you know constructed on, on the basic um, uh, story method of Sid Field and that sort of thing. Uh, it's... There's no flaws in it. The, the performances are fine. It's uh, it's a slug. It's a real slug. It's, it's it's an hour too long. There are a lot of little... I mean, you've seen Apollo 13, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Apollo 13 is like an amazing, super awesome movie, but I think it gets its job done at a pretty decent click. Well, um, and it has some things like it was able to make a compelling movie for a story that everyone already knew. Right, so that was yeah. a pretty, uh, yeah. pretty neat thing about Apollo 13. Uh, I think it's a very good movie. I just think that, you know, it's not... It's not Pulp Fiction, but it, it's... Well, sure, but yeah. Apollo 13, you know they make it out alive. Yeah. And but you still feel how do you make a movie yeah. when you know, when everyone who's watching knows they make it out alive? There are these little tiny asides <clears> to things <throat> that they, you know, you need that to kind of add color to your story sure, sure. Of, of certain little stories of, of guys in the control room. But uh, imagine if those little asides lasted five, six minutes <laughs> a piece. <laughs> right. uh, you'd get like, why, why am I concentrating on this story that has... Right. You know, and that's what that's what I really think the built problem with with the Martian was. It had these, you know, it had your expected moments of you know uh, crisis, you know, a, a constantly uh, building crisis and, and all that other stuff. Um, and you know, you had your moments where oh, everything seems to be okay, but you know, you can't be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it had all that, but it did not move with urgency. So you felt this lull in between them and that really distracted me. Okay. Um, I was telling uh, Damien because I saw it with him and um, we, we disagree sort of about it, but I was saying, because he, he was like, you're telling me all these story things. So you're saying you can, you can appreciate the, the thing on a different level. And I was like, no, I'm not appreciate just because I know what story structure is. It's really because I used to watch stuff and I they, it used to make me angry. I didn't know why. Okay. And I wanted to figure out what it was about these things that was that because I couldn't explain why these things weren't working. And so learning story structure helped me understand what it was that I was. Okay. <laughs> I was angry about. I, I wasn't sure why it wasn't working. I didn't have words for it. Now I have words to put behind it. Now I have mm-hmm. a, a structure with which I can throw things at and say, okay, this, this worked or this didn't. Um, so that it's not because it's not me understanding things on, different, on a different level than anybody else. I, it, we understand the exact same level. It's just, I have better words to put to it. Rick and Morty's over. Rick and Morty is over. what do you think of the last episode? Last episode. Oh, I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't expect the the turn of events that happened, yeah. and uh, you know, the after the credits was 
It was really good. It was it was basically, you know, the audience uh, reaction to the cliffhanger. <laughs> I did want to show you this. And I love how they played it. Oh, it's going to be a year and a half, maybe longer. <laughs> Takes a long time to make an animated, uh, <clears throat> an animated show. Let's see if I can find this thing that uh, is very awesome, and I believe you'll like it a lot. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle a year and a half. What's on? The, oh, the sun's screaming. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Star Wars. It's Luke coming out of the thing on on Tatooine, looking at the the two dual sunset, <laughs> and both suns are the Rick and Morty screaming suns. How long are the days on this planet? <laughs> that was really good, the whole scene yeah. about where they were on the trying the different planets and mm-hmm. then the one that Rick absolutely couldn't stay on was the ones that where everything was cob Everything, shaped. Everything's a cob planet. It's, I mean, hey, he knows better than we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he knows better than we do. That 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 sums that joke up. Um other like oh my god, all the new T V shows suck. I, that's what you expect. I mean, you expect that one or two of them are going to be good. Yeah, so I, I kind of went through... I didn't have anything like anything really good to watch this week, so like Heather was with me, so we just downloaded a lot of the pilots and stuff like that. And um, let, me, let me guess. You still have not even read the Wikipedia article on the last ship. Oh, no. No, I should read that. Um, I, I kids, man. I can't spend all day researching... Theoretical physics. <laughs> it's I'll get to it. Article about Dude. the show you like, the book. It's a plot summary Chill. of the book. Chill. I'll get there. I'm not asking to watch a Chill. <laughs> okay. You know how long it takes me to get around to the good things you want me to read yeah, and watch true. and whatnot. So you should be used to it by now. Um, um, Louise Guzman's in a show called Code Black. It's a emergency room drama mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And what does code black mean? Code black means there's so many people that there's not enough doctors or beds to hold them all type thing or something like that. So is that constantly is it a show that's about a hospital? It's about the emergency room that's in code black more than any other emergency room. Yeah. That's kind of the premise. But the show is trying to be Grey's Anatomy, but longer, harder and uncut. Like, it's just like every, I only watched the pilot and maybe the pilot was stacked with nonsense, but it was like every case is like world's rarest condition. Mm. And then like, and like, it's just, oh, it's so awful. Um, I'm not going to watch the second episode, but um, I mean, it's the only good one I've seen so far and good's a relative term because it's like, it didn't suck horribly was a uh, blind spot. It's the show where there is this yeah, the tattooed girl, tattooed girl that dropped off with no memory. And in the got pi- a full season order, so okay. it's going to be around. In the pilot, spoiler alert, don't listen if you haven't watched the pilot yet. It's kind of revealed that she like she's a badass, like potentially Navy SEAL material type mm-hmm. thing. So her hand-to-hand or handgun skills. So she's this like amnesic, no memory at all. And then they find out that she's like part of the crime-fighting team, you know. So She's got like a born... Like it's got a born thing, yeah, and like the tattoos are clues, like the stopping crimes. That's the plot for the whole series, right? right? You know, they're just gonna keep 
finding tattoos on her that solve or clues to crimes or something. And then there's the guy that at the end of the pilot, they revealed that the guy that gave her the drug, she was kind of in cahoots and she was, she had agreed uh-huh. to going through with this. It's kind that, of I mean, deal, so. I think that one of the things that the, a lot of these shows have learned uh, is that if you're going to introduce mysteries, resolve them pretty quickly. Don't, don't stretch them out over years and years and years. Right. There's a there's there's diminishing returns on that in terms of of the people who will keep up with your mystery, mm-hmm. and um, then also you're you're challenging yourself to to get to give an answer to the mystery that um, that justifies people paying that lo- spending mm-hmm. that long waiting, and that's almost impossible. Especially in the world of Reddit and stuff, where people are constantly trying to figure out what, how, where it's going, they're gonna, uh, you know, as has been said before by people smarter than me, it's it, it's like a, it's like a render farm. They're mm-hmm. they're they're coming up with the answers right. before you can ever yeah, get yeah, to them. Yeah. So you are your best bet is to it's, it, well, it's more like the uh, the million monkeys. Right, typewriters, yeah. right? Because someone's gonna come up with the answer. It, it it's sort of like that, except for they're they're at least the people are not generally the the ideas that come out of this are not ridiculous stretches they're right, you know they're right. based on stuff that uh, yeah. that you have put in there as evidence right. uh so there's so i think you see like uh, i i still watch agents of shield i, I think it's I, I think it's turned into a much better show than it was at the beginning um but it's not for everybody <laughs> but it it's a show that has turned into um these you know they still set something up, but they will resolve that within three episodes or four okay. episodes. They will not. This is there, there's no season long arcs anymore. There are there, there are arcs for characters over the season, but there's no mysteries that that gets that get drawn out ridiculously long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's not what people want. That's not. Uh, it's not any way to, to to keep people interested in your show anymore. So when I was looking for what was supposed to be good shows of the season, some blog somewhere, who knows, it might have been nonsense, but they're like, best show of the season is Scream Girls on Fox or something. Okay. Oh my God, it's horrible. It's it's trying to be American Horror Story and it's, oh, it's just it's so awful. Well, I know that uh, so next awful. week Fargo comes back. Yes, I saw that. So there's at least that. There's... Uh, you liked Halt and Catch Fire. AMC renewed it, even though it okay. got no uh, no viewers. They still uh, they liked it enough that they renewed I, it. I liked the first. Is this the fourth season or the third? Is this be the third season? Third season. First season was good. Second season kind of faltered towards the mid. Every but every reviewer I've seen online, every like you know the reviewers I, I follow who. Um, and I think I'm, I think get Halt and Catch Fire is on my list of things to ultimately watch uh-huh. uh, because a lot of people really. Uh, we're going nuts about it. They said the second season was way better than the first, so I don't know. I thought they focused too much on um, plot lines to keep the lady viewers happy. You know, lots of <laughs> the lady viewers, well, like a lot. You know, the, what the, what network shows do, right? You know, they have a lot of romance and and things like that. You know, they're trying to, you know, they figure the tech will probably keep the guys happy or something. So they're they introduce and it seemed heavy on the romance and whatnot. I mean, as yeah. long as they're interesting characters, that's what matters. Yeah, I don't know. That's I like... sort of the Mr. Robot lesson is, look, you can make a show about hacking all you want. You can make a show about... Uh, uh... I mean, some of the characters are developing, but like the 
they kind of they've kind of pivoted a little bit, I guess, in season two. Where in season one there was a core of you know like three main characters, and in season two the interesting plot develops were only involved one of those characters, and the other two kind of fizzled. You know, so I mean maybe I'm looking at it like invested in the the foundation mm-hmm. and I didn't pivot enough because yeah, there's some really interesting things that hap- is happening to the Gordon character. Um, I think they're going with what works, or at least what what they feel yeah. works as a story, and and they felt that the other characters, I guess, were not working. Yeah, as uh, well, like the female lead, uh, I just didn't like her at all in the in the second season. I just, like I said, it, there was the romance. It, she seemed whiny. You know, it's like she. We're in the in everyone the, hated Skylar in Breaking Bad, well, but in the first season, she was very powerful character, and and then. I don't know. It just kind of, they kind of like mitigated her. So, um, I, I did watch the uh, the premiere of American Horror Story, and I didn't get it at all. It's like crazy art film with um, uh, what's her name, uh, Lady Gaga in it, and it just fucked up. I don't think I'm going to continue to watch that. I'm not a fan of uh, what's his name, Ryan. Um... The guy who did the showrunner. Okay. Uh, he did Glee also and okay. uh, some other stuff. And I just, I'm not a fan of his work. So I never really bought into American Horror Story. Yeah, a couple of the seasons. You know, I love how it's an anthology and, you know, each season, you know, it's, it kind of reboots. Um, last season was okay. Last season was Freak Show, right? Yeah, last season was okay. But this one is Hotel. And, like, at the end, like, in the closing scenes they're playing hotel california and obvious well and the plot like you really can't tell what's going on but it may be that there's ghosts trapped in the hotel type thing you know it's like what like why play that song you know maybe that was misleading maybe that's not what's happening but really it, it was just a big confusing like you can't tell like you thought one of these characters was trapped in the hotel and then you see her out on the street you know and like you just couldn't tell what was going on uh, I made uh, some people online laugh at a math joke I made. I thought that was interesting. Okay. Tell it to me. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it was... Uh, somebody was saying that these people at his work were asking him for a uh, a, v- a vector image of his photo- of a photograph. And he was saying, that's fucking impossible. So I said, uh, just do a Fourier transform on it and send him the waveform. <laughs> See? <laughs> But there's uh, you, there's there's filters to vectorize, like to turn like a photo into like a sketch, right? Well, yeah, you could do something along yeah. those lines, but that's not. I mean, my right. <laughs> my joke was, hey, just actually send them lines. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you wanted. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, w- I was happy to make uh, like two or three people laugh with a with a math joke. Nice. Uh, see, I've noticed um, iOS nine is a buggy piece of shit. Um, I haven't had too many problems with it. Uh, Chrome seems to crash a couple times. I've had to kill M- Chrome. Messaging is crashing on me. Messaging. Uh-huh. Like a core component. Okay, I haven't had that. Uh, I, sometimes it's, it's, uh, I get sent a video or something in the message, and the controls don't show up. Um, they'll, they'll iron it out. This, yeah, but I this know. is a major release that is a buggy piece of shit. 
So get ad blocking in Safari. Pop up ads blocks, right? No, no, inline. Like it's like ad block. Oh, you have to go to the app store and download one of the ad blockers, and then you go into the Safari preferences, and there's a ch- a slider to turn on ad blocking. And it, most of the free ones will just use like the the ad block plus like free available lists, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it, it'll reduce your download sizes, speed up your browsing, whatnot. Thing is, I use Chrome, so. <laughs> but I I don't surf ad laden websites on my phone. I, yeah, I don't. I use, I the use phone. my phone for work stuff mostly, and I'm not surfing the web. Yeah, my phone is not getting used for doing much surfing the web unless I'm on the toilet. Yeah, the. Um, and then when I'm doing that, I'm basically in Feedly, just reading my RSSs, you know, so okay. I'm not surfing the web. Uh, one of the interesting things, I was listening to um, a podcast about the Apple, well, it was on point, you know, the Tom Ashbrook thing, you know, um, kind of uh, topical discussion call-in show, and they usually have lunatics to call in, one of those kinds of shows. Oh, lovely. Um, but anyway, they didn't have call-ins, but they were talking about the different points. And I was like yelling at the radio at first because they seemed like they were missing some of the very important points of this whole ad blocking thing. And they got around all but one at the end. But some of the important points about these ad blocking is that um, people are saying it's going to kill the free and open web, right? Because well, what that really means is that all the content publishers, if their ads are going to be blocked on the web browser interface, they're going to make a mobile app, mm-hmm. which has ads in it. Yeah. Right. So you're going to have to get apps to go to websites. You know, that's that's kind of what they mean by killing the free and open web. Um, One of the things they forgot to mention is that the ad blocking also will incent those publishers to go to the new Apple News program. Mm -hmm. Right. Which will have ads. Right. Uh, And it kills the free and open web for content producers. But there's plenty of other sites that are not content uh, not right. major content producers that you can still are still available. Right, right. Uh, what else were they talking? What are the other points they missed? Ah, I should have wrote them down. But uh, you know, lots of lots of discussion about ad blocking. Uh, the really the biggest thing is you're paying for a very limited amount of bandwidth from your carrier, mm-hmm. six gigabytes or whatever. And if half that is ads. That's crazy. So, I mean, everyone on a mobile platform should be well within their right to reduce, like, loading a page, which would be six megabytes, down to one and a half megabytes. I know I don't have a computer that doesn't have um, ad block on its browsers. Mm-hmm. Some form of ad block. I, I use uh, uBlock Origins now. Yeah, uBlock Origin is a really good ad blocker. If yeah. you're still using one of the previous ad block process or something, everyone should look at uBlock Origin. It's uh, run, the guy who runs it is kind of religiously like anti-ads like you you can't give him money yeah because he doesn't want to be on the hook for any feature or anything like that you cannot give this guy money and he just runs like the world one of the world's best ad blockers so and also it's not just ad blockers but it's a tracking blocker uh part of that that big download size i was just talking about that's not the pictures of your ads. That's this crazy spaghetti mess of tracking yep, JavaScript yep. that are on web pages where people are including these huge libraries when they might just want one function mm-hmm. or something. It's just lazy programmers. And that's where you're going to get your speed ups and your bandwidth savings is by blocking all that tracking bullshit. Makes sense to me. Uh, <clears throat> the thing I'm noticing with the Apple Watch, uh, it really would be a lot more awesome if it... Um, was a little bit faster. Okay. If these apps that that were loaded really like loaded 
mm. you know, instantly. Right. They, they take time, and so you you're you're compelled to pull out your phone mm. to get this info That's that things. you shouldn't have to. You see, Elon Musk was kind of shitting all over Apple. Um, what what did he say? Well, he said a couple of things about the watch. He's like, yeah, general, the third release will be good. Uh, I agree. I guess Apple's claiming that they've hired away a bunch of Tesla uh, employees for their. I did see division. something where he was saying that all the. If you don't get into Tesla, then you go to Apple or something. If you get fired from Tesla, you go to Apple, yeah. I think, is what he said. Yeah. Uh, Apple's apparently, if they can steal you away from Tesla, they'll give you a 250 grand signing bonus. Wow. And, like, give you, like, a 60% increase on your salary. So Apple's trying to poach them hardcore. But, I know. But Elon's, like, he's, like... Yeah, Apple has no innovation left. I mean, come on, a bigger iPad and a pencil? What kind of innovation is that? You know, so he's he's was beaten on him pretty hard. There's definitely something to be said for that. Uh, I, I do think that, yeah, a bigger iPad and a pencil is not exactly what we've come to expect from Apple. Yeah. I think the Steve Jobs pipeline's dried up. You know, everything that he had yeah. in the pipeline. And the Apple Watch is probably in the pipeline, but he's probably like, that ain't fucking ready. Yeah. Uh, he probably would have been like that. But that's... <clears throat> But who knows? I mean, yeah. Steve Jobs, we, we kind of mythologize. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. And, and but you know, he was the filter, right? He right. He so, knew which products were good and which products were shit. And so, what we're seeing now is that the filter. There's a new filter uh, that Tim Cook and he needs to, and he needs adjustment, and he might not be the right filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't mean that a good filter is not necessarily coming. I think that the right. the new Microsoft Surface Book looks really interesting. I haven't uh, played around. with with it, I've so. only seen one little graphic. I like kind of was like showing the hinge, you know, like they kind of yeah. like faceted hinge thing they have. That's all I know about it. But it's very powerful. Um, it's got all you know. It's easily as powerful as a MacBook Pro. Um, it's in the same price range, okay. uh, but it can do more. It, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely interesting. But an interesting thing has happened. Um, Damien was telling me about it. I keep talking about Damien. Damien's the one I've been talking to a lot this week. Uh, he's saying that he played around with an iPhone 6S, and he said it was super fast. And it's like, I have an iPhone 6, and this thing was like super fast. It's like, I've heard that too, though. I've yeah. heard it's like yeah. a lot faster. Um, and it got me to thinking, because we mentioned that our desktops, our desktop computers, have basically been the same for five, six years. Well. My desktop computer has literally been the same for yeah. five, six years. And it's not a problem. And I think that part of the issue is that the engineering has gotten to the point where really they found that, for, especially with the desktops, all you got to do is just throw more power at it. And Yeah. Well, actually, the last couple of weeks, I've had some like lag on my computer. Like I'm typing in a browser window and the cursor stops responding for like 20 seconds. You know, That's interesting. Um, I've not had that issue. I, I've, I've seen that... Um, I've seen some reviews for El Capitan, the, the new version that uh, actually speeds up OS X on older computers. So I'm going to oh. upgrade tomorrow probably. Uh, but anyway, so <clears throat> you know, with desktops, you can throw 700, 800 watts at it, right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can just sure. do that. Sure. And, and that, that kind of solves all your all your problems right there. You cannot do that with phones. You can't, you can't dissipate heat easily. You can't get that amount of power easily mm-hmm. and you have to maintain your voltage at a very small volt so you're not so you're not pulling out a lot of this power so that's right. where all the all the innovation in terms of, of speed is going into these phones now because desktops reach their potential and all you have to do is throw more power at it we don't have that option with phones yeah and, and cpus are still increasing mm-hmm. i mean you're getting more cores you're getting lower yeah. power 
for the performance, you know. So, I mean, the power is coming down. But, yeah, I mean, your point's basically right. I mean, you can plug it into a wall or laptop with a big, big battery compared mm-hmm. to your watch. Yeah. You know, it, it has plenty of power to do what it needs today. But yeah, like, uh, I've had this computer since I started at Avere, and uh, it's always been going strong. I've had no complaints until, like, the last two weeks. I'm wondering if, you know, now that I'm using Slack in one tab and Gmail and two other tab, two different Gmails and tabs, I'm wondering if I'm starting to kind of run out of memory or something. That's probably an issue. But uh, El Capitan seems like, I've read a couple of reviews talking about this how it kind of, kind of gives computer but then again, this is a, a new lease on life. So I'm going to do that upgrade tomorrow. I just, I don't want to download the five gigs or whatever at work because like, <laughs> if everyone starts in. So I want to download it here. I just haven't thought of it when I didn't want to use my computer. Okay, well, I have a lot more to talk about, but we could probably wait till the post show. I'll do my science thing in the post show. Okay. Um, Sounds good. I got uh, only two items left on my list. I'd save those for later. All right. Yay, beer. On to beers.